Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. The sound <laughs> went. I had an error on YouTube. It's been an absolute nightmare. Hopefully things are fixed and you can hear us. Let us know in the chat. Sam, say a few words to see if we're synced up right. Hi, Az. Hi, everybody. Hopefully it's third time lucky. I'm going to just pause for a second. Uh, and hope that people can um, see uh, and hear us. Uh, let's just see if there's any comments coming in. No one's complaining, but no one's saying anything. Um, but this is a bit of a delay. Anyway, I'm going to do the introduction like it's going to be fine. I've got a, I've got a good feeling. Um, how are you, Sam? How's your week uh, been? <laughs> I'm stressed. <laughs> I feel like you know. I feel like you know how my week has been. I've told you three times, but yeah, I got back off holiday on Tuesday uh, to a huge red arrow from 15k last week and I am I am actually gutted in some ways because like I couldn't come on the Q&A last week because we were away when I was at 15k and I was like oh all the weeks I wanted to Q&A with you couldn't make it because I was away we're still still low apparently Uh, (sighs) both of us are low though so that's better (laughs) (laughs) can you just check on clean feed um Mm -hmm. where it says your your name um yeah. Because your bar doesn't seem to be going up. No, it doesn't seem to be moving, my bar. Um, it's connected to the shore. Um, okay, can... people, people were saying that it's it's bearable. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... Yours pre- is moving, mine's not. I'm going to proceed. I'm going to move this a little bit closer to me. Um, and we're Hang on, is that better? Uh, yeah, but now we can't see you. <laughs> Oh, hang on. That's fine. I can, I can make, I can make it. Turn that back on. Yep. Right. Is that better, everyone? Is oh no. So every time I come off, right? As every time I come off this, where I can see you, it (laughs) mutes my clean feed bars. Oh, I see. Well, I can hear you, and people are saying it's okay. So I think we we just go with with what we're what we're what we've got, and uh, yeah, it just says you're louder. I don't understand how you can be louder. We're using the same tech. Um, anyway, we're going to go with it. If the sound's off, I apologise. We're going to just go Kay. go with it. I'll try and talk into the mic. I'm going to move a little bit further down in my seat. Talk to the talk to the uh, the microphone um, as best 
that I can. I mean, everyone's saying that I'm low, but this is exactly how I use it in every other stream I do and don't have a problem. So there's something about this stream, some kind of setting uh, that's not working. Anyway, let's continue. I will talk a bit louder. Let's go uh, for it. It's the Q&A. First question, how do I sort out the sound? <laughs> can, anyone, can anyone answer that? Um, but if not, uh, then uh, it's fine. Can't hear you at all now, Sam. No. Nope. What have you done? <laughs> Your sound's gone completely. What have you done? I mean, I don't think back. I've done anything. You're back. But yeah, but now you can't see me. Okay, so the problem we're going to have now is I think when I go off of clean feed and turn the mic on. What? It was just fine. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> we, we, um, that's fine that's fine okay but this is coming through this is coming through ninja not coming through clean feed clean feed's muted at my end okay well that that's working so let's just leave it let's just leave it at okay that. <laughs> jesus Christ. Oh. we get this new stuff coming in to make our lives easier uh and then oh, and then here we are ass. do you know what we can do we can sort this out on Sunday when we see each other. I know. I'm coming, what, is it a roast, a barbecue? What, what, we, what am what I coming out What would you like? Oh. Whatever you want. You can come for whatever you want. Maybe a roast. Roast would be nice. <laughs> Although Sunday Lee was roast. keen to do a barbecue when we met at Fest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'll message you. Mm, <laughs> we'll decide, but we'll do something fun. <sighs> right. Well, I'm very stressed. It involves sorting this stream out as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very stressed. Let's go. Uh, it's, you know, I've been doing these for years, literally years. How do I still well. have problems um, doing these? <laughs> Let's take some questions um, from the chat. Let's start with the super chats that we had on the last stream, which as much as I'm an idiot, at least I took note um, of those before we're going in. So the first super chat we had was from Chintan uh, Makshani. Um, and he sent us his team of Onana, um, Estepinion, Chilwell Saliba Bruno, Rashford Saka Martinelli, Mbumo Haaland Watkins. Very kind of template there. With Turner, Adogi, um, Mubama and Kaboro. Two free transfers. Watkins to Jackson or Alvarez or Onana to Sanchez to free up funds. What do you think of, of Watkins? He scored a hat-trick last night. Would you be moving him on for Jackson? You've gone very quiet, Sam. Okay. <laughs> right, hang on. Turn my mic off a bit. <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> is that better? Do you want me to go up higher? Uh, I don't know. It's it's, it's so quiet. It's just something not right. I, I, I literally just don't know what it is. Because it sh you shouldn't be doing this. There's, there's, no, there's no setting that I've got which would, which would make, make you quiet. That was loud before. That I know. Was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, shall I carry on? Uh, you need to. Can, can the mic go higher? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Not, yeah, that's fine. Right. There you go. I, I think Is you must. Have, I think you must have knocked the sound down because it's it's good now. It's okay now. That's perfect. Right. Yeah. Don't touch okay. anything. 
<laughs> what is it with us? Why are we like this? This is going to make for a terrible pod, by the way. This <laughs> gets turned into a podcast. At least the guys in the chat can see what's going on. Who, who the does, guys who does the our pod? editing on, on the pod? Oh, God. I think it's that was need your a full fault edit. that time. I think you knocked your mic <laughs> volume right down. You claimed it was my fault last time we were on together as well. And it clearly it was. wasn't because the tech... <laughs> Still your problem. Uh, um, no, I wouldn't sell Watkins for Jackson. I just, I just think, I think we should, I think, I think my, my issue with Jackson is we haven't seen any returns from him so far, whereas Watkins, we have been seeing some some level of returns. I think the idea of, don't touch anything, <laughs> the idea of freeing up some money is, is attractive, but goalkeeping <laughs> is ridiculous, this stream. Um, <laughs> I need a bloody drink after this. Should we have should we have some wine? Um I don't even drink and I feel like I need a glass of wine. Um I've completely lost my train of thought now as well. What was talking about? Watkins, Watkins and Jackson. Watkins and Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> People are paying us for this, Sam. We're just sitting in bloody super chats. <laughs> Watkins and Jackson. No, I wouldn't sell Watkins and Jackson. What was his other option? To change the goalkeeper. That sounds just as bad. I wouldn't go... Taking Onana out ahead of Forrest at home feels yeah. not great either. So you, I wouldn't, so do, you that wouldn't either. do Watkins to Jackson or Alvarez and you wouldn't do Onana to Sanchez? No. I would... If if that was my team, I'd probably run through them again. It's a good team. Onana, um, Estupinan, Chilwell, Saliba, Bruno, Rashford, Saka, Martinelli, Mbumo... Harland Watkins. I literally don't know what to do with that team. I would do Watkins to Jackson with that team. It's it's a really good team. I mean, so the brute. I wouldn't. I don't like the double up of United. Mm. That's the weakest point. I think having both of them. So maybe, I would be inclined. Well, do what I, I I did Fernandez to Foden this week. So I, that would be my inclination. Would be to sell one of those two Oof. for Foden. I don't know. I think Watkins or Jackin, Jackson, Jackin, Jackson. Who's Jackin? I don't know anything anymore. Get me, to, get me to the weekend. I, I'm sorry, Chintan. It's an awful answer. Basically, Sam is saying uh, Fernandez to Foden potentially. I think Watkins to to Jackson. I do, although I think I'd sell Rashford over Foden over Bruno. Yeah, even with Poyland so. um, potentially fit. Mm. Yeah, but it's but the potentially fit thing that's the issue, isn't it? Like if if we were certain that either um, Martial or Hoyland were going to mm. start, then I'd keep Bruno. I'd keep Rashford. But if we're not certain, then I'd sell Rashford. Okay. I don't think you want the double up of those two moving forward. So that's probably, I'd just pick one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other switch out was from Cameron Star. Uh, love you guys, but he doesn't anymore. <laughs> he hates us <laughs> now. Messed around so much. Uh, Harlan triple captain uh, to get it out of the way. Mm. Not in an away game, I don't think. I wouldn't in an away game. No, I wouldn't. Not in an away game. And I don't think you want to get the triple captain armband out the way. Like, I think if you want to get the bench boost out the way, then fine. But for me, I just hold the triple captain. He'll have a home game against Sheffield United at some point. You just play it then. Yep. Uh, oh, Malk B, very, uh, very critical of, of uh, Jackson. Jackson's the new Havertz. So frustrating. He hasn't, he hasn't scored yet. Obviously, he's got the two yellow nope. cards um, as well. Chelsea have struggled in that number nine position for many years now to get a goal scorer in is he going to be their their clinical scorer that hasn't really been his career um he hasn't he hasn't done it consistently but the fixtures are so good 
right? That he's got to score a couple of goals in the next few games, surely. Yes, but this is why I hesitated on the Watkins question because the fixtures are good and he should score a couple in those in that period. But I also think that Watkins could easily score a couple in that period as well with tougher, slightly tougher fixtures. Like, and and we know that Watkins is tried and tested in the Premier League, whereas Jackson just hasn't really been. He hasn't really been returned. Well, he hasn't returned yet, and he hasn't. I don't think that he's going to be one of those players that regularly returns big hauls, even in these nice fixtures. Like, mm. I think we could see. Like we might see that it gets spread across that Chelsea team. Like there are other players in there that potentially could could be good options. I'm going to wait on Chelsea, watch them on Friday against Luton, and then use that game as my decision maker in terms of which Chelsea asset mm. to go for. Because I do think you want a Chelsea attacker. I just don't think it's clear at the moment as to which one. And Jackson's the obvious one because we're all kind of a bit. It's, it's difficult, isn't it, with the midfielders to pick out somebody to go to because there's so many great options in midfield that you don't necessarily want to waste one of them on a Chelsea midfielder. So Jackson's the obvious pick because he's in the attack. However, I'm not sure that he's the standout pick from Chelsea yet. And therefore, I'm going to wait. Just have Chilwell for Friday night's game. Appreciate that there's probably a Chelsea Hall somewhere in there and I'm going to miss it on Friday night. But they're lowly owned. Mm. And then I'll invest for game week four onwards when the fixtures still continue to be nice for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I get that, that, that way of looking at things. I'm just of the opinion he's got no goals, but he's got his, his XGI is high. So I think it's like 0.7, something like that. He's had some decent chances. The fixtures are really nice. And I'm actually quite, if he'd scored a goal in either of the last two games, I reckon his ownership would be an extra 10% on what it is. Probably. Yeah. So I'm looking at it like, okay, no one's really going for him. People are now with the Pedro news, people aren't making that switch over. And I just think Luton, he could come in and Chelsea could struggle. Luton could put up a low block. They might, they've struggled against low block teams in, in the past. I was mm. not impressed with them against Brian in particular. Um, I, I thought we, we created so many chances against them um, in that match. I'd expect Chelsea to create plenty of chances against them um, again. The difference is that you've got the players that convert the chances, whereas Chelsea yeah. will convert, they, well, this, they will create, but will they it. convert? This is it. So all I'm hoping for is that they do actually convert some of those. And yeah. if they run out three or four nil winners in that match, then you've got to think Jackson's going to get going to get something. So I'm willing to take the punt on it. I can see why people are being a little bit hesitant, but I think the um, the Luton game is, is perfect. I can see why people are waiting for him to audition and then get him in after that, but I'm going in early uh, to see. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that... How that goes? Uh, look, we're fine now. Everything's fine. Everything's working Everything's great. Everything's fine. It's all good. Everything's fine. The first I, it's, 10 it's one of those like where like you see somebody in the water, like everything's fine, and then underneath there, like legs it, are going like yeah, mental. I know. My, my, my leg is 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 twitching as well. <laughs> uh, Damien Brains, one of our regulars. Would you rather be deaf or blind? Easy question. Deaf after today, like most of the bloody stream is probably feeling. <laughs> I, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Definitely not missing anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. could watch football if I was there. It'd be yeah. much harder. Exactly. Um, which city defender um, would you go for? Firstly, would you go for any city defender? Oh, so I, the city defence is the one I, I hate because I, I always end up in a trap with the city defence. Whoever I seem to get, since the days of good old Diaz and Cancelo, and you could absolutely hang your hat on those two playing and you'd have them and you just love them and they get returns. It was great. 
since that's ended, it's become much more difficult to invest in City because Pep moves them around all the time. There isn't really like a guaranteed starter amongst the defence apart from Edison. And we all know how that ended for me last season when I had him. Um, and also, I don't think you really want to make goalkeeper swaps necessarily at this point in the season. If you're on wildcard, that's fine. If you are in a position where your squad is literally perfect and you've got a transfer to burn, then yes, a keeper swap to Edison, fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. When you look at the players that have started the last two, it's Akanji and Walker in the defence. So they're the only two with back the back-to-back clean sheets locked in. You've obviously got the new guy who started in game week two. I would suspect that he's going to start game week three as well. Um, Walker, maybe. If I, if I was if I was gonna be forced to buy a city defender, maybe it would be Walker. Maybe it'd be Guard. How do you say it? Guardaval? Guard, what's Guardiol. how do you pronounce his name? Guardiol. Yeah. Maybe it'd be, the it'd be one probably one of the. It'd be one of those two for me. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, Diaz is is being mentioned at, at five five. I think he's likely to play the majority of games. He's he's effectively their most established and best defender. I just think that Guardiol is going to play the majority of games that he's available for because Pepper spent I think so, big money yeah. on him. And he's done that with defenders in the past and, and they've gone kind of straight into the side. And I like Ake, but Gavardi always a better defender than, than Ake. So why would Ake play more minutes than, than him? Um, yeah. So I like Gavardi. I think he's a little bit cheaper. Um, he'd be the one. Uh, to answer uh, Kay Madore's question, top three city defenders in order, probably Gavardi, Old Diaz and then Akanji um, would probably be the, so what, the three. So, yeah, I'd have God, whatever his name is. And then Walker <laughs> and then Edison. God, Edison. We're back there again. I'm every so, year. I'm so impressed. And that you go back there. I'm, lo- uh, I'm so loyal, man. You are, so aren't you? Loyal. Clearly. Clearly. That's why <laughs> I'm keep mental. That's why I keep doing these streams, even despite <laughs> all these tech issues. TomTom977. Alvarez to Jackson worth it with a free transfer? No way. No, no way. I wouldn't do that. I Maybe think... next week, if City sign a load of players, mm. but they might, which they might, then it might affect Alvarez. But for me, I would not be taking Alvarez out. If anything, he's one of my players Absolutely. that I would look to I target this week. He could he could go mad this week against Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, I what, agree. Watkins to Jackson, I think there's an upside in the, I think the fixture for Chelsea is better. Um, I think Burnley are a better team than, than Luton and they're at home as well. Um, but Sheffield United are going to lose that game by three or four. I think Luton probably will as well, but I wouldn't make that move for free. No, me neither. No, definitely not. No. Um, Damien Brains again, uh, start Vissa or Joel Pedro? Both. Both. That's not an option, Sam. Jar Pedro's, Jar Pedro's, I mean, that's got to be an option. Surely there's got to be an option there for that. This is going to do well. I'm absolutely sure of it. His underlying numbers are fantastic. And he he is the, the Brentford asset that I want most at the moment. Um, and then there's Jal Pedro, who, if you'd have asked me, all the police are coming to get me now. Um, <laughs> heard about your sound. <laughs> heard about my sound issues. Um, should have shut the window. The <laughs> if you'd have asked me on Monday, Tuesday about Jal Pedro, the answer probably would have been different. It would mm. probably would an easy bench Pedro. But with the Inciso Inciso news, I think things become much more different at Brighton, and I would expect Pedro to get the start now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think I think he probably yeah. will. I think like I I, w- I was saying to Mark yesterday on on, on Black Box. It always worries me when a manager says he's not doing the things that I want him to do. And that's what De Zerbi said. He said he's not. Yeah, he did, yeah. The, the, the work rate isn't there or something like that. That is a big, big flag for me because the work rate is the number one thing that's got to be there. If De Zerbi doesn't feel that Pedro is putting in enough effort, 
his spot in the team is is at risk, no matter who's fit and, and who's not. Because Lalana could play there, he could move Gross up there, he could play Ferguson and Welbeck up top. We have got options that can play in in that in that role. I think Pedro starts and comes in, but if yeah. Deserbi isn't happy again with 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 him, we could see him drop out completely until he's until he's ready. But don't you also think that those words from Deserbi are exactly what? Jao Pedro, like for a player like Jao Pedro, hearing that from the manager, if that would like, I would expect that he's the type of player that that might inspire him to just mm. put the work rate in for this game. Particularly now knowing that the player that took his position in game week two is out with what looks to be quite a long term injury, if we believe the rumours. So this is a perfect opportunity for him to nail down that spot as his own and prove to the manager that he is, he is what we will hope he will be from an FPL perspective. So. I'd start them both. If you have to bench one of them, then I think you bench Pedro and you play Vista. Mm. But I would I would want to start them both. And as for the second part of the stick or twist on Saka, I think that is you know that's probably come about as a result of the penalty thing um, last weekend. And having podded with Jules this morning, he was saying that he would expect that there might be some rotation there. Just because Odegaard took this one doesn't mean that he takes mm. the next one. Um, that it just felt like Saka didn't want this one he just it wasn't comfortable didn't want it from the look that he gave Odegaard so Odegaard stepped up and took it but that doesn't mean that Saka will always feel that way about taking a penalty different moment different penalty different response from him potentially so for me I absolutely would not be selling Saka ahead of the home fixture that they have this weekend I think you you stick on Saka if you've got him yeah completely agree not a home game against Fulham anyone could score in that the way no. they're playing at the moment, very lucky against Everton and then just so, so poor against Brentford in, in the last match. Um, just finally on, on Pedro, just because I remember, the last time I remember Deserby saying about a, a player's work rate uh, was Trossard, who he took out the team. And, and then sold. he sold him. I mean, if he does that after one game of Pedro, <laughs> the player that he spent a record fee on, on signing, I think yeah, that's exactly. very, un- very unlikely. But I think it just shows that there's there's a bit of doubt um, around it. But Saka, I mean, he's, he's not a sell... If, if 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 Arsenal get another penalty against Fulham and Odegaard takes it and the fixtures turn, there's a conversation to be had. But for now, um, I think we, we need to uh, we need to just assume that he's back on penalties and, and he's going to be fine. Um, there's a lot of chat in the chat <laughs> about Salah. Yeah, moment. I saw this just before we were coming on. Off to, off to Saudi? Surely not. Well, <laughs> I guess. Look, nothing surprises me anymore, as like no, nothing true. surprises me anymore. I was utterly confused by a lot of the transfers that have happened over the course of this summer. Um, I, I'm thinking about selling Salah this week. It has mm. absolutely nothing to do with these rumours about him wanting to leave Liverpool, though, and more to do with the fact that I think my bench is not good. And that was fine in game week one when I was absolutely sure that everyone was going to play. And now there's some uncertainty around some of my players and there's a couple of injuries in there. You know, James Madison wasn't pitched in training for Spurs today. Um, Not expecting him to play at the weekend. That gives me a bit of an issue there that I've got to deal with. And I don't really want to take Madison out because it seems like it's quite a short-term injury for him anyway. Um, So for me, looking at my team, I've got two 
I've got one weak point and that's Bruno Fernandes, but the underlying stats are decent and I don't think I can bring myself to sell him ahead of that Nottingham Forest at home mm. game. So Salah is the only other route that I have really to, to freeing up some budgets that I can have Vissa as my second striker alongside Pedro and Haaland, um, which is what I really want to do this week. So that would also enable me to have Foden for the game against Sheffield United. So I think... Salah's going to be a really, it could be really interesting, a lot of managers, if you pay attention to what's being said at the moment, and if there's any truth in what's being said, then he could, he could be sold by a lot of FPL I mean, managers this week. Sure, I mean, we're three weeks into into the season, like, it's, uh, that would be so ridiculous, really, for, for Klopp to decide, I mean, they haven't even got a replacement for him, like, if, the right wing is, is, a, is a weakness, really, if anything does happen to, to Salah. Um, I mean, apparently he would become the, the highest paid player in the Saudi league, overtaking uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. David Ornstein has, has tweeted saying there is interest for him. Um, no. Well, I'm not surprised that there's interest for him. That doesn't shock me. Like, of exactly. course there's interest in and then there's, does he actually? There, there would, there'll absolutely be interest because there's interest for anybody. The Saudi league's got all the money. There's interest for everybody there. So that does not surprise me. The bigger thing is, is there any interest for Liverpool in selling Salah, given that we think he'll probably leave next year anyway? Oh, as you've just said on the, on the screen. Is there any interest in selling him now for big money, knowing that you're probably losing him next summer anyway? Mm. Maybe. Is there any interest in Salah to go there? Again, don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 one, to, it's one to monitor because, you know, um, if he does go for whatever reason, Klopp isn't going to be happy with that, that the board have, have sanctioned that. And then there could be repercussions on other players and their performances this season. Obviously, a huge, I mean, there'd be one premium essentially in the game for us as FPL uh, players as well. So, yeah, I guess we, we just wait and see. But I, I think, you know, apart from the uncertainty of Salah, I can see why people are selling him this week. Because it's a tricky game against Newcastle. And lots yeah. of people have got two free transfers and you can use that money yep. to, to move around to other players. I mean, I look at Foden, for example. I look at Mbumo and Matoma. If I didn't have any of those and I had Salah away at Newcastle, I think I could get one of those and strengthen You've somewhere You've just described else. my team as. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, don't have I'm, any of them. I'm not advising you. You're 320k in the world. You're absolutely... No, but what you've just articulated is exactly how I feel. So I'm looking at Salah in my team with a difficult game against Newcastle, which, by the way, we get to watch with Lee, so that'll be fun for you on Sunday (laughs) afternoon. Um, And I look at that and go, right, okay, Salah, and I said this on the official pod, if you haven't listened to it, it's out now. Um, Salah hasn't been bad. Like, my desire or my thought process behind behind selling Salah has nothing to do with Salah's performances in game weeks one and game week two. It hasn't. It's, but it's got everything to do with the performances of other players and how I'm looking at my squad going, well, I'd like you and I'd like you, but I don't have any money. So the only way to have you is to free it up. Now, I could do that by selling Bruno Fernandes. I much prefer the fixture that Bruno has this week. So instead, what I'll likely do is sell Salah, use the money to get Foden and probably Vissa up top as my third striker, and then know that if next week, Bruno, if Bruno still hasn't performed in game week three, I can easily get back to Salah if I want mm. to. Or more likely, I could go for a Jota or a Luis Diaz instead to cover out that Liverpool attack because they've also been performing really well in these opening weeks too. So I don't, you know, yes, Salah could hurt me, but I don't think it's going to be 
that bad given the players that I can have. I can have two really good players instead. I think it'd be a, a massive shame if, if Salah went, just like what um, Tayyip says. Could lose Kane at the same time. I know, to Salah, lose Kane that's... and Salah in, in one window um, and to just have Haaland. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, in a few weeks, Salah becomes a potential captain option for us again and suddenly, you know, because it's been interesting at the start of the season. You know, some people going with Salah like yourself, others like yeah, me. Yeah, I did, yeah. Not starting with him. Um, you'll be disappointed with Bournemouth, obviously. But, you know, if you've got 15 points in that, then, you know, you wouldn't probably be considering selling him. And lots of people would be thinking about buying him. Yeah. And now it looks like there's these, these uncertainty around whether he's going to even be at the team. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, that's that kind of makes a lot of decisions um, for them uh, as well. So, yeah. Um, Eze to City, another potential transfer before the before the deadline. Yeah. That kills, and him. I think, kills him as an option, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes away that extra six five option it, it basically takes us back to Mbomo, Matoma and Diaby if you want to spend around six and a half now because two of them have price rises but mm. it takes us back down to those three I mean there are other options that you can go to if you've got slightly more money if you've got if you want to save a bit like if I had Eze this week I would be really tempted to sell him for Pape Sar at Spurs take the couple of mil and use that couple of mil to get Visser up top because Pape Sar as a cheap fifth Pape, midfielder looks perfect. expecting you to recommend Pape Sar on the stream. Why? Did you not watch the game against Manchester United? <laughs> yeah, but he looked great. Is he, atta- is he attacking? He's not featuring on he's, the... He's had double the chances of any Spurs player so far. Wow. He's also um, just behind Rashford in those stakes as well. One less. Um had six Rashford had seven how much did he so uh might be 4.5 I think four five yeah is yeah. I think so let me just double check that um but yeah so you could like if I had Eze I wouldn't be holding him if he goes to City mm. I, I would uh yeah 4.5 and I would I just think he becomes a non-asset at City. He's doing okay. Like, he's doing all the creative stuff. The underlying stats are brilliant for Eze when you look at them. But then I watched him in a game against Arsenal and was like, they just don't look like they're going to convert any of those chances mm. that he's creating. And he's not he's not stepping up. And if he goes to Man City, maybe that's why. Because if he's, you know, all the rumours of him going to City, I think he becomes a non-asset there. I think you could go across to DRB. If you don't have DRB, that's an easy move to make. If you've got a little bit more money, you can take him up a little bit uh, to Matoma or Embuemo or a little bit further to the seven bracket. But for me, if I had Eze, that's what I'd do. I'd get Pape Sar, take the money and use that money to get somebody better because Pape Sar is going to start. His performance against Man United on in game week two was great. He will start for Spurs in that midfield. He's creating, he's attacking as well, um, particularly when he's playing alongside players like Hoiberg or... Um, they're slightly more defensive-minded of the midfielders. Yeah, he'll he'll sit in that more attacking of the two roles. It might it all might shift when Bentoncourt comes back into the Spurs midfield, of course. But for right now, he could be the sort of Andreas Pereira equivalent. And um, at the start of this season, we've been talking so much about the midfielders and how important they are. But the forwards are really starting to show up now with players like Alvarez, like Visser, potentially like Jackson. We might be having a conversation about him next week. We've already spoken a lot about Watkins. We're suddenly in a place where the midfielders are just starting to, or the forwards are starting to just become a bit more like you want to invest there. So maybe having a 4.5 option 
in a very attacking Spurs team where there's a lot of chances being created isn't hugely bad. Now, the Madison thing is a bit of a caveat. Yeah, that was going to be my next we, question. We, what, um, what does yeah. that mean for, for the team? Well, and what do you do if you've got him, right? Well, we don't have the, the press conference news yet, but what if he's out for a week, say? Because then it's two promoted teams back-to-back, Burnley and Sheffield United. Mm. Tricky sell. I, yeah, so I've got Madders, and obviously he's taken a price rise. So if I sell him, I'm only going to get the 7.5 back, but I have to pay 7.6 to bring him back in. From what's been suggested, it seems to me like it's very much a... Yeah, I am a Spurs fan. <laughs> oh, that um, I've actually got my new Spurs shirt around somewhere. I don't know where I've put it. Um, You're definitely not Champions of Europe, Sam. <laughs> no, that's Liverpool. I've gone wrong side. That's Liverpool. Uh, that's Lee. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's, a, it's disastrous in many ways for the way that we play in terms of who comes in and takes that position. My, my guess is he'll probably start with somebody like... Lacelso in in that in that position, but long term it'll be Madison straight back in as soon as he's fit. It doesn't seem from what I'm hearing that it's like a really long long term thing, but probably not going to make it for the Bournemouth game at the weekend. So that makes me want to strengthen my bench even further because of course if I'm going to have to bench Madison this week, then I do need to make sure that I've got somebody decent to yeah. come off of it, which again throws me back to the selling Salah thing. So. Yeah, I think, Madison, we're just going to have to wait and see what Postacoglu's got to say tomorrow. If he says anything further than he'll be back next week, then I think you hold. If he says he's out till after the international break, then there's more of a conversation because that point one could easily disappear in value in those two weeks that he's out. Yep. Nope. Very good. Very nice. As I said, I was not expecting Pape Sar to be mentioned, but just <laughs> listen to Sam. She's the best of all of us <laughs> uh, no not really <laughs> I'm even going to try and, and, and put him down uh, nuclear atoms will Brighton finish in the top four <laughs> probably not you're going to win the league I mean mate well we're top of the league at the moment so no reason that's what I was teeing you up for I was teeing you up for going yeah we're top right now <laughs> we are top uh, I think when Europe hits it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt us I, I don't think we can I think we can beat anyone on our day genuinely I think we're that good um, I deserve it but it's it's very hard to to win enough games to finish in the top four. And I think, you know, with the resources that a lot of the teams have, City, United, Newcastle, Chelsea maybe if they can get their get their act together, Liverpool as well. You know, these are these are teams where it's gonna be hard for us to break into that with with the squad we've got. But I'd I'd hope we could finish kind of top eight again. I think looking at some of the other teams, we should comfortably finish in the top eight, I think, and, and kind of see what happens. I think we we I think in Europe I think we could genuinely do really, really well. Um, I agree. We're going to take teams by surprise. Uh, we're going to, yeah. And, we, and we've got the the talent to, to be able to do it. So, yeah, I don't know. Top four may be a bit optimistic, but decent run in Europe and a, and a decent finish. I'm really excited for this season. Ferguson's got to come in the in the team, though. So uh, let's get him in. Uh, a few people mentioned my sound. We know. Where have you been, Brian? Uh, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> the fact you can even hear me is better than um, maybe it was. <laughs> Uh, before <laughs> uh, Tan how do you get your message to be answered if you want it to guarantee to be answered send us a super chat um, if you ask us a decent enough question though not a super chat I will try and answer it just we get a lot in so I just kind of have to pick out ones uh, that, that I kind of catch my eye uh, so that's the way to do uh, that Ryan Todd thoughts on Trippier well the so a difficult picture soon don't they fairly mm, soon I yeah think. 
difficult fixture in game week three with Liverpool. I think it's game week five, isn't it? That the Newcastle fixtures become really attractive looking. Pretty sure it's five. Um, Five's Brentford at home. Six is Sheffield United and then Burnley. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's two ways I would look at this. One is you could go early on Trippier because Liverpool defensively all over the place. So you could easily get some attacking returns out of Trippier from set pieces, etc. against them this weekend. My view on Trippier is I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for the fixtures to swing. And then when they do, I'll look to invest in the Newcastle defence. Now, I think there is a bit more of a question mark this year with the do you spend the money on Trippier or do you just go for Botman? Because Botman is that much cheaper, so you can free up the budget for elsewhere. Having said all of that, if Salah goes to Saudi, then you don't need to worry about no, the budget. Exactly. Just have anyone yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> so Trippier... And by the time that we get to that point where the Newcastle fixtures swing and there might be clean sheets, we will know because transfer window have closed. Mm. Although, I don't know how long the Saudi transfer window stays open for. Oh, isn't there? Is there's the one that's open for ages? Because potentially they could take him outside of our transfer window and Liverpool don't have a replacement at all and don't have any oh time Oh my God, can you imagine what Klopp will say? A well, disaster. Somebody in the chat mentioned Klopp can't be too happy with how the Lavia Casado thing went down as well. I mean, no DM coming in. I mean, I know Endo. Did you hear in. him when he talked to Endo? It, when Endo arrived in the changing rooms and he and he said something to him, like there was a video that Liverpool posted and he just basically went, we really need you. Yeah. Are you ready for tomorrow? <laughs> and then played him the next day. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, they really need him. But he's, he's really, he's third he's still not the he's Exactly. Third, you know. And how do you feel coming into that? Your third choice. And he's gone and from being, if you're Liverpool, he's gone from being you captain of, of Stuttgart to third choice makeshift signing at Liverpool. It's um, And if you're the rest of the Liverpool squad, how do you feel about him? Mm. Because you know that he's not what everyone wanted. Yeah. And then there's a Salah rumblings on going on. It's a... It's a, it's a and strange Trent had ice on him. Yeah. It's a strange camp there um, at the moment. So, yeah, we'll have to see kind of what happens. Uh, a question um, from uh, iProudo Jackson. And I've mm. kind of got this with Richarlison as well. Um, this one's about Havertz. It's about kind of underperforming players who have got potential. Like Havertz, I know all of the criticism aimed at him, but he's still an attacking midfielder in a top two, potentially, team. Jesus is back training, which might unlock him. But how much patience do you show in players like Havertz in Richarlison? No. Havertz, I just wouldn't show any patience. And... <laughs> and that's because last season he got plenty of opportunity in that Chelsea team and didn't perform. And I think in this Arsenal team, yes, he might be unlocked by Jesus coming back, but I think it's more likely to unlock Martinelli, to be honest, Jesus mm. coming back. Um, so Havertz, no, I wouldn't show any patience at all. Richarlison, I don't know if I show any patience with him either, to be honest. I think if, if Madison disappears then that makes Richarlison even worse asset yeah. because who's creating for him now? Um, and I think it only takes Sonny to score one goal playing up top in that number nine slot for Postacoglu to go, all right, you stay there and I'll play Solomon out there because yeah. Solomon is decent on that, on Sun's side. Um, Do you think Richarlison's bringing enough other parts of the team to be safe? Or is the lack of goals just going to mean that he, he's, his, his place is very much at risk? 
No, I don't. I don't think his place is at risk in terms of the Spurs starting eleven at the moment. I think he starts for Spurs every week for now because we don't really have anyone else that can start well, unless there. Moves, unless he moves Son up top, and, and unless you, comes in. exactly, unless you play Son out of position, but Son out of position in the number nine is not the best. It's fine, but it's not the best. Is it better than Richarlison? Maybe, but not. Not there's not loads in it. Mm. Like it's not like it's it's massively better to play Sonny there. It it would make Sun a more attractive FPL option, that's for sure, than having him stuck out wide. Um I think Postocoglu will give Richarlison the chance. I think he will quite like that Richarlison strop that we saw at mm. the weekend when he came off the off and was you know, went on the sat on the bench and he had a right old mard on. And I think that's the sort of thing that Postocoglu will like because he's kind of He's frustrated with himself. He's and he's been talking this week about you know feeling frustrated and feeling the pressure and that kind of stuff. And I do think that with Richarlison, we saw that a lot last season. Like he never really got in his stride because he never got enough game time. Because of mm. course he's never going to with Kane in the team. Without Kane there, he should get a good run. And I do think he's the type of player like we've seen for Brazil that when he gets going. He can be a really, See, really great player. I don't think it's so much about him. It's about the team learning to play without Kane. Because they've gone from a striker, well, the best striker in the world, who drops deep, makes things happen in midfield, comes into the box, knows his exact position, to suddenly playing with Richarlison, who isn't playing that role. He's playing very close to the penalty area. They're struggling to get the ball to him. They're learning how to play with Madison, who's chief creator, and now he's potentially injured. I think what Richarlison's doing is kind of okay, because he's busy, he's... You know his work rate's still really high. He's just not getting opportunities. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think we've spent a lot of this summer learning to play without Harry Kane. Like in a lot of the preseason matches, he'd only play for half of them or not at all. And actually, I think our attack has looked better in many ways as a unit. We've looked really good going forward. And Madison, it's really just Sonny that's got to learn how to play in this new system because he's so used to having Kane there feeding him all the time. I think Kulisewski's adapted really well to having Madison and to be to the type of position that he's going to take that slightly wider, but swapping in and out with with mm. Royale or Pedro Porro on that side. Sonny, we're not seeing that so much with Destiny on the other side. We're not seeing that kind of interchanging and and. Sonny, he took a while last year, didn't he, with Perisic there to learn how to play with somebody different. He's got to learn that with Madison. Madison's playing all the right balls to Richarlison, by the way. They just haven't connected yet. Mm. And I think it's that. So Madison's sending the balls in the right places for Richarlison. The opportunities are coming, but he's not putting them away yet. And I think once he starts putting them away, we might see that confidence grow in him and, and hopefully he'll improve. But right now... I think if you want to be invested in Spurs, obviously not right this second because of the injury worries, but Madison is the one that you do want in that Spurs team, not Richarlison. With, with, I know you said with Chelsea, with Arsenal and Havertz, I think there are so many better options Mm. to have in that Arsenal team if you want an Arsenal attacker. And by the way, they're not exactly setting the world on fire in attack right now, Arsenal. So having Havertz, who's kind of at the back of the pile for well, the Arsenal attacking options. That's why I've got um, RT Wichita coming on, because it's, it's similar to Richarlison in the sense that international-wise, Havertz and Richarlison look like world-class players. And then they their, do, yeah. For their clubs. And we thought with, with Arsenal, um, you know, that he might be be a bit better. But I, I still don't think he's 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 playing in the right kind of role. I think Jay, I do no. think Jesus com- coming back would be big. Would be big for him, um, but yeah. Um, one good question here from SMB Mardon. 
So what the hell was that? Never heard that phrase. Is that Evan Amard? Yeah. Mod. He's got Evan Amard. Got a mod. Evan Amard. Yeah. Mod. If you if you're in a if you're in a mod like you're having a strop a mod. Okay. Having a mod on. That's very good. There's a song about having. Oh, I can't. I'm not singing it, but I'll send you a link to it afterwards. Sam doesn't love to talk about Spurs. I'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's all stuff. You asked me about Richarlison. Like, if I'm asked to speak about Spurs, I'm saying you love. I will. You you do love to speak about. I love to talk about Brighton. That's just how it is. Uh, Tan thoughts on Odegaard over Martinelli. Um. Do you have to pick one? So, again, like what you say about um, Jesus coming back, I think Jesus coming back is absolutely mad for um, for Martinelli. Mard. It'll make him no, really good. It's good for him. He's not in a mard. Martinelli won't be mardy. It's just Havertz and Richarlison that might be a bit mardy. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Martinelli, I think Jesus unlocks him. Jesus being there will make Martinelli a better option, in my in my opinion. So if I had Martinelli, I wouldn't swap to Erdegaard. If I didn't have either, I don't think I would invest in either either, that, mm. if that makes sense. Because like I don't think... I think there are other options that you could go to, though, like performing really well in the midfield role. The likes of Mbwemo if you don't have him. You could have a look at Foden if you don't have him. Um because I'm assuming you've already got Saka. If you don't have any Arsenal at all right now, then maybe you go Erdegaard just because of that penalty thing. But mm. I do think Martinelli, once Jesus is back, will be back to the Martinelli that we had last season and that we all loved. Yeah, I think what you said earlier about, about Arsenal not quite clicking is, is bang on. Um, you know, it's the good game against Fulham and the fixtures toughen a little bit. You've got players like Mbumo on penalties, players like Matoma. I'd be prioritizing mm-hmm. players like Jackson, Alvarez, Foden. I think I agree. I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be making the switch. I wouldn't be swapping Marcelli for Odegaard, for example, and I wouldn't be buying um, either anyway. So I think whoever you've got, like I've got Odegaard and Saka, and I'm just going to stick with those for a bit because I'm interested to see how the penalty thing kind of develops. Um, but Odegaard's underlying numbers are terrible. Like, they're really poor. Saka's aren't great, mm. but Odegaard's are, are rubbish. So if he's going to have to rely on penalties that he may or may not have, uh, I think it's a, a bit of a risk. Let's do that. Uh, Chintan, you didn't answer my super chat. Chintan, you were the first super chat we answered right at the start of the stream. Unless you've asked for, unless you've put in another one. Um, we we spent about five minutes on that, going through the team and, and selecting. So have a, oh God, you've got to go back to the mess that was the start of the stream. But it is, it is there. Uh, we did do it, I promise. We did. I promise yeah. we did. Uh, James Kant, uh, Man United are killing me this season. Yeah, it's not been good, is it? No, and like I said a couple of times before, like Bruno Fernandes is the point in my team that I'm looking at as my weak point. Um, but the underlying numbers are good for him, and I do think Manchester United will be better once they get a proper number nine playing. Rashford goes back out mm. wide. That all that will improve things. And you know, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about selling Onana this week, and I'm an Onana owner, and I haven't had any kind of thoughts about selling him. Maybe when I get to wildcard, I might if there's better options elsewhere. But right now, he's making good saves. He's likely to be in the bonus points if the clean sheet stands. And it's Nottingham Forest, so it could easily stand um, this week. I'd, yeah, Man United aren't great, but they're killing everyone. So if, you, if you've if you got one Manchester United attacking option, if you've got a Rashford or a Bruno in your team, I really wouldn't be stressing about it. Like, mm. I would just be, just hold them and 
for this week and then if they don't return this week then sell them i think the difference is if you have both if you have bruno and rashford i would not be holding both of them no i'm, I'd glad, sell to, one. I'm glad to hear you say that after i've, I've sold one it's gonna it's, it's still gonna be a nervy watch like itself and is with with bruno because he creates so much for everyone else um but they can't score <laughs> no <laughs> but exactly you, you always feel like he's got a massive hole in him because he's obviously his passes are brilliant but he, he takes so few shots he had a he had a good header well, actually, he had a terrible header, but a good chance from a header in the last game. Um, but, you know, you're, you're mostly banking on assists and shots from outside the box. Um, and I think that's how it's going to be at Forest again, because they're going to defend very, very deep um, as well. And I think they're going to frustrate Manu. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, too surprised if Fernandez got, a, a, you know, a 10-point score against Forest. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he blanked either. So two, two attackers for me is, is a bit much. Yeah, I agree. Um, final question we'll take because I've seen a couple of mentions of him. Diaby's popular, Watkins is popular. What about Bailey? He's suddenly smashing it. Yeah, he suddenly is, and so is Douglas Lewis. To be fair, as well, like all of a sudden, like those two starting to just pop themselves on the radar with Luca Dean actually, as well. If you want a defender, like popping himself up there on the radar, fixtures are a bit mixed, um, but. Until European football kicks off for Villa, I think that they are really nice options and they're great differentials as well because they're not, like you say, with Bailey, very lowly owned. Nobody's really going there. Really good performance from them in midweek mm. against Hibs. Um, it was against Hibs rather than, you know, another Premier League side. But when I look at the fixtures that they have coming up, I think there's plenty of opportunities for goals in those games. And investing in one of... Aston Villa attackers I think is a really wise idea and if if you are thinking oh I do want to sell Watkins because I want to go to Jackson then having a Aston Villa midfielder I think makes a lot of sense so having somebody like Bailey like Louise depending upon budget like um DRB really good idea tracking stream guy says Cecilia Nepiel thank you so much has it been <laughs> is that true I'm not sure it feels like it's been a bit bonkers this stream <laughs> I'm very stressed and in desperate need of a beer as soon as we finish uh I don't mind I don't mind Bailey but I I just think you go DRB I know Bailey's got the points big haul against Everton but I just think DRB's better and less injury prone we've seen Bailey the last couple of years just not feature enough he went off he went off against Everton didn't he he's gone off in early mm -hmm. both games he was fit to start last night, but you're always going to be sweating about his, his minutes. Just go for the Arby And particularly once, particularly once you get that midweek weekend stuff going on, I think that will that worries me a little bit. Yeah, roller coaster. What well, this whole stream this has been a roller coaster. Well, owning Bailey. <laughs> yep. And 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 I imagine owning Bailey uh, would be one um, as well. Uh, right, everyone. Thank you so much for all your questions. Thank you for your Sorry, patience. Guys. Um, as well i'm going to properly look into the the sound um issue i genuinely don't know what is causing it um i, I it's the same setup i use for black box any problems there i did a stream earlier today on my own no problems there it just seems like it's something to do with us <laughs> sam i don't know what it is i don't know whether you're just too loud but you sound completely fine to me like coming into my ears you do not sound too loud at all so i don't know what is going on? And it's on? weird because I do so many streams with this mic all set up in exactly the same spot. It literally doesn't move. Yeah. So I don't really know. I mean, even why. bars. I mean, look at the bars. The bars are about the same for each. Maybe mine's going up a little bit. Anyway, we're going to uh, we're going to investigate, and hopefully next next week uh, we will uh, do it. Um, thank you, John. Thank you, FPL. <laughs> 
uh, Yellow Army. Thank you, Boo Bear, Boo Bear. <laughs> Appreciate all of these. Uh, I'm going to go for a beer and a cry, and we'll see you next week. See you later, guys. Have a great week. <laughs>